what I'm saying? Buenos dias to all on this lovely Monday morning, the middle of April. Kind of the end of April, right? It's April 19th, a day away from 420. To all my smokers out there, our holidays coming up. Miss Marla, thank you for the props. Chill well, buenos dias. You know what I'm saying? Uptown Richie, buenos dias. Savage Vandross, shout out to you and your clique. Buenos dias. Buenos dias, Jeremy Perkins. You know what I'm saying? The whole gang up in here. Salute to you, Chill Will. That blue C next to your name look very official. Flight always showing love. It's time to get out the cave, friends, and get a fresh cut. Nah, man. I ain't got nowhere to be right now. We're trying to grow it out, man, so just letting it all be natural right now. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Alright, salute, salute to everybody in the building. I think I'm ready to rock. Yes, it is going to be a very spicy day. Um, we're starting off with QP. Actually, didn't want to start off with QP. Actually, wanted to just briefly talk about some of the transactions that took place over the weekend. I won't take long on this because, um, unfortunately, I did not get a chance to see all of the battles. I cannot give you guys full recaps. Um, I would love to give you guys winners and losers, but uh, the biggest takeaway from everything that went down yesterday, Stumbles battled yesterday, salutes to Stumbles and Murder. Uh, two up-and-coming guys has been on the URL shelf for a while. Their, their shelf life has been kind of high, but they're, they're good talent, so they battled. So that's salutes to those guys. Steams and Craig Lamar battled. Um, I didn't expect to hear Craig Lamar's name and URL in the same sentence in 2021, but I also didn't expect to see Steve Urkel have his own strain and his own marijuana brand. So uh, this is always going to be the year of the expect the unexpected. But uh, Craig Lamar and, and a non-clean performance never is too far away. You know what I'm saying? What up out there? We watch Battle Rap. What up? What up? This is an app event. This is a very nice surprise. You know what I'm saying? Salute to the Purple Urkel. If you know, you know. Um, Ryder and Nun Nun went down. It's really interesting battle. I didn't get a chance to really... I, I caught it from the middle to the end, you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know, man. You know, Ryder really felt the need to address URL and smack about not being on caffeine. None of them's being direct. Again, I can't I can't really give a winner to it, but I will say their post-battle interviews was really interesting to me because none of them had this little bit of, like, pace and urgency and satisfaction and gave Ryder a lot of praise. But Ryder had this huge smile on his face. He says that he feels like he dirty none none. I hadn't seen Ryder this happy since Lord knows when. This is the first time I'm seeing Ryder and Mike P in the same building um, since Lord knows when as well. So I don't know. Maybe Ryder and none none had a good night. We'll wait to see. You know what I'm saying? Um, CJ says Ryder's always addressing something. You know what I'm saying? Silk shirt Ryder. Uh, Urkel selling weed now says G420. That's correct. That's correct, man. Um, that's right. There was no promo for this event, but no tickets, no promo. And to be honest, you know, sometimes you just need a little bit of secrecy in battle rap. Sometimes you need a little bit of like a lore, a little mystery, a little exclusive exclusivity where not everybody has access to the event. Not everybody knows what's going on. Not everybody's in attendance. So you kind of just hear small little rumblings. But I want to let everybody know that was in the building. You guys are the ones responsible for the narratives that are being set. <laughs> you guys are the ones that are responsible for giving out the winners, losers. And what I learn all the time with these kind of events, right, where there's not you no know, live stream, there's not a lot of people in attendance, and it's just strictly hearsay, she say, like a lot of people on the timeline, they, they don't want to watch the battle. They just want to watch the opinion float. They just want to watch who people thought won and lost. Sometimes people don't even really want to think for themselves and want to go into a battle with a preconceived notion already because of what they heard. So it happens all the time, man. But I don't think people are gullible. I just think people are wired that way. A lot of people, this is nothing new. There's people that watch first take but don't watch the highlights or the actual sport. Like, it, it, it just, it's a little, it's a little strange just because at least in sports, you can multitask, right? Like, you can watch a, a baseball, basketball, football game on the screen while you're at work, while you're at a bar, while you're with your kid, while you're with your dog. Like, with battle rap, like, you can't multitask battle rap. You have to, like, hone in on it. The most you can multitask is if you are listening to the battle 
and you're doing other stuff, but then you're not even fully listening because your attention's not all the way there. Battle rap requires too much of your attention to, to multitask. So, I don't know. That It is a little weirder in battle rap to see people just follow an opinion from credible people or notable people, I should say, not even credible. But as far as Loso and Oops, I did get a chance to listen to two rounds of that battle. Um, it was a really good back and forth on both ends. Uh, I do think Chess tapped into a little bit of his Christian bag too much, but clearly when you're battling uh, Loso, Saga, Ward, Hymns, you're going to touch on to the, the Christianity bag all the time, so that happens. But Loso still building off of his performance from Vixen. He's, he's drastically improved. I think the league is very happy with his production over the years. And this is Chess' first battle back since Summer Madness, so... You know, it looks like he kind of uh, had, I don't want to say he had ring rust, but it looks like he's ready to get comfortable again, you know what I'm saying? Like, he looks like he's ready to go to distance, ready to be active. So, and Cuban and Oops did battle as well. Salutes to Oops and Cuban. Uh, Oops' first two opponents on URL thus far have been Truffaut and Cuban. Um, interesting names, because uh, these aren't battles I would have envisioned for Oops coming to URL, but he takes them, he's very humble, and he, he enjoys the opportunity. So I'm happy to see the, how, how motivated he is with this new part of his career, uh, touching onto the URL stage. And as far as Cuban, looks like Cuban's trying to really find his pocket. He's another guy that's really kind of auditioning for caffeine. You know what I'm saying? Battle rappers want to be on caffeine. Like, let's get that straight. Like, that's where they want to be. So every performance they have away from caffeine is to showcase that they need to be on caffeine. You know what I'm saying? So... Uh, all those battles will drop on the app in the near future. So we won't harp on them too long because I didn't get a chance to fully watch every single battle. I can't really give any full opinions on or winners. I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that guy. You know, there's a lot of media that, that likes to give winners out without watching battles. Uh, not this guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm just leave it at that. So I'll leave that alone. I definitely won't be that guy. So loose to Cuban hood. <laughs> JC versus URL. JC versus Oops is on URL. Uh, that never happened. Um, I don't know if it'll get booked. Where can this be found? Was this battle on caffeine? Tyke Whitehead. This battle was an app exclusive battle. You can only see these battles on the URL TV app. All right. All right, man. Let's get let's get into the real reason why we're here you know what i'm saying the first eight minutes of the show we talked about some of the stuff over the weekend that transpired oh and last 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 but not least salute to the crucibles over the weekend i heard fantastic things about the crucibles on saturday and big shout out to my guy lex luther who has the most crucibles in the sweet 16 um you wouldn't think somebody from i battle with all these quirky talented names comes into this process and has the most success right uh, I mean, I've always believed in Lex, but on paper, people wouldn't have assumed this, but salute to that guy. So I definitely want to give him his flowers, and he's given us real sick onto this league, who is now a prominent star. Um, look forward to a lot of the other names that are coming out of iBattle. We've been saying this for about two and a half years now. iBattle has some of the best talent. I've always thought iBattle had better talent than the one SKs, than the GZs. Um, a lot of iBattle names can go head-to-head with PGs out there at the time. Like, I've felt this way for a while, so I'm proud of Lex. And proud of the Crucibles. So, salutes to them. Uh, QP, man. QP, quantum physics. Let's make sure we get it right. Because there's two, there's two QPs in the game, right? Let's make sure we're addressing the correct one. He goes on Angry Fan. and don't usually report on Angry Fan. But he kind of talks a little bit about, you know, uh, helping Yoshi G in the process of, you know, her battle rap career. Right? Yoshi G goes ahead and, and follows up with that with a whole text thread or a tweet thread, I should say, with like screenshots, her denying bars, her saying she's never using them. And it's all just a really bad look. Um, yeah, it don't, it don't look good, man. It don't look good. Um, it, it, it really does not look good. But I'm, I'm one to say this. I've seen Yoshi... G's career from when she was just averaging a couple thousand views and traveling on her own penny to small leagues across the country to battle just to get her name up and just to get some footage up. I'm willing to believe that Yoshi G is, is not is not compromised, but it's probably been influenced in rubbing shoulders with people. Now, being influenced in studying and getting gain from people is not necessarily the same as ghostwriting, right? So, 
we're we're about to see in this tournament right now if she's if she's if if it's really her or not. You know what I'm saying? Because if she was to win her first round battle against Drugs, and then in the second round see Sirius Jones or Rum Nitty, and and she was to win that battle or at least have a good performance there, you would see that okay, she's gone through rigorous process of two weeks writing, memorizing, and she's performing well. So this 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 tournament is really going to give her the chance to wash all of this away because um she's she's been the lone wolf she's been the person that said i'm not joining a crew f, f all the vets um i'm coming into this game i'm doing shit my way and people loved her for it in fact they they they, they ravished at yoshi's name because she wanted to be the lone wolf it's kind of like the swamp thing like swamp was like f everybody i'm not joining the crew so people like that in battle rap they're loved they're they love off the strength that they just want to be rebels but it's a bad look, man. You know what I'm saying? I really would have felt more comfortable just seeing Yoshi G reject those bars in those screenshots. Because the screenshots all cut off with her receiving lyrics. But I don't see a message of her rejecting those lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Um, I want to read some of the chat. Uh, I was a Yoshi fan, says CJ. The dot eggs in the round one. Sue Lawyer says, eh. I truly don't care anymore. I just want entertainment, says Jeremy Perkins. You might be like a lot of people that just want entertainment. Piccolo, what up, Piccolo? Greetings all. Uh, our update guy says, yo, she's innocent. Miss Marla says, we just need to give the ghostwriters the same energy. Yes, Miss Marla, I'm going to get to the same energy because that's major. Don't let narratives paint your picture. QP said it's looking light right now. QP said it wasn't the Bonnie situation. That's funny. QP is the GOAT. So... It gets way deeper with QP, right? Because, like, the Yoshi G is just one, this, it's just one aspect of all this. It gets very, very deep with QP because um, he goes on to my ex, not my, I'm sorry, not my expert opinion, my dumb advice. Let me pull these quotes, man. This is not good. This was not good. In this episode of My Dumb Advice, interviewed by Misfit, reportedly, QP just goes there and just tells it all. He goes there and talks about people he's helped, people he's he's worked with, people he's written for, and he's just just dropping names. So at this point, like he kind of made Yoshi look very insignificant to the crime. There's people that's way more like that's been penned way more. You know what I'm saying? He says, for example, uh, here's a quote: "Clean wrote for me, I wrote for Clean. Clean paper has a ghostwriter. Clean paper allows Quantum to write for his lyrics and." And vice versa, like you guys co-signing that? Like, if you're gonna cancel Yoshi G, you you gotta cancel Clean now, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, this one kind of caught me by surprise, right? When he kind of mentioned Casey J, it was a little foggy. He he said to confirm he did help Casey J in the past. You know what I'm saying? Like this is him confirming it. Now with the Vixen thing, it got a little weird, cause he says here verbatim. Verbatim. I want to. I want to read this word for word. Quote: Quantum physics says in regards to Vixen the assassin. I was trying to write with Vixen since she got to the game. Her image is super easy to blow up, and so we finally were writing together for her coffee brown battle. So when when somebody then asks him or Misfit asks to confirm, so you written for Vixen? He kind of double backs and says, well, I didn't write for her. We were writing together and somebody told her that I was writing for her. So now they, they kind of like she didn't want to use it. So it's kind of like, wait, what? Like, so are you doing it or are you not? Or is this a situation where the you kind of committed the crime but didn't get caught? Like, like it's just it's just all kind of weird, honestly. Um, and a lot of it doesn't fully make sense to me neither because my first question would be is like, okay, well, if you really did write for all these people, what are you gaining from openly saying this now? You know what I'm saying? Um, is it sparring? Is it you evaluating? No, I don't know. Um, let's read some of these messages. Sue Surf Lawyer says, I hate it all, but I'm so glad the info is out. We can accurately evaluate. QP is weird. <laughs> don't listen to junkies. QP is junkie. Um... There really shouldn't be any ghostwriters in battle rap. He did the same thing with 40 back the backtrack and she hopped on the live. QP, the god ghostwriter now. See, here's the problem with QP, right? I, I'm just going to flat out say it. I, I think quantum physics is a narcissist. Straight up. I know everybody was saying it and everybody kind of just throws it out there. Like, 
playing around, right? But he really is a narcissist. Like, he will paint the picture of a narrative with his words. And then once you start to believe what the narrative he's painting is, he'll double back and say, oh, that's not really what I meant. And it's like, you can't manipulate us like this. Like, that's that's the whole definition of a narcissist. If you're going to paint a picture to me to believe something and change my reality and, and not really stick to it. So, um, I don't know, man. Um, a lot of it didn't sound good. But I just like, but like Miss Marla said earlier, I just want there to be somebody keeping the same energy, right? Because now in the last 48 hours, Quantum Physics has gone out saying he has helped Yoshi G. He has confirmed help KCJ. Um, he was in a process of helping Vixen, right? He also dropped some more names that we probably don't really, uh, we're not really moved by. He said Miss Merck, Lady J. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right. If this one person is saying this for all these women, is it either all real, is it all fake, or are we going to keep the same energy and address every single woman like, hey, this guy's saying this about you. What do you have to say? You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know, man. I just, uh, I do wish people keep the same energy as a whole because This shit ain't hip hop, man. This shit's not hip hop. Like, like in the indus in the music industry, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, go ahead, get your whole team to write a song, do your thing. Like, that's that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, we get it. It's a business. You you making a song, you making a record, you make a hit, it lives forever. Battle rap, like, it's it's not it's an industry, but it's not like the industry. You know what I'm saying? canceled them a long time ago for the same reason it's a million bad rappers who cares just let people entertain you it's an industry of not an industry i don't have a number unfortunately piccolo i would love to get you on because it sounds like you have a lot to say um he couldn't write himself on gnome the ghostwriter gate has turned into a huge scandal um Danny B himself. They don't really need to define a ghostwriter and assistant. What do he gain? I don't know what he gains. I don't know, honestly. It's all it's all it's all just kind of strange to me. I don't know what to believe. <laughs> His story is so jumbled up. That's what I'm saying. So like I don't know how serious I can take this, but the the one thing I want to say is just everybody should just keep the same energy, right? Don't bomb on Yoshi G for 24 hours. And then when the same reports come out for KCJ, Vixen, Miss Merck, Lady J, everybody's silent all of a sudden. You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't work that way. More importantly, Bonnie Godiva is still well and alive in this culture. This woman is still booked, like, consistently. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's been booked overseas. She's been booked on URL. She's been booked on Queen of the Ring. She's been booked on King of the Dot twice. Um, so, I don't know, man. Like, then you got leagues that just like, hey, listen, if you have the traction, you have the pull, we don't care. Bring your ass over here. We're going to book you and sell these tickets. Is it the league's fault? I don't know. Let me get a water break in there. I'm tired of talking about ghostwriting. Ultimately, with Yoshi G, I'll say this much. Um, we're going to see in the in the tournament. We're going to see by her performances. We're going to find out if she's the real deal or not. Winning takes away everything. So, if she was to win at least two rounds of Ultimate Madness 3, all of this goes away. All of this goes away. Anybody using twerk hands has a ghostwriter. Watch her carefully. I feel like she can't win no matter what. The confirmation bias is too strong. Casey was going to look crazy using twerk style against him. She's not beating Nitty. Why females get successful and then ghostwriter allegations always pop up. That's been the stigma for the longest for a time. People kind of like incapable of believing that women can create like such lyrical dexterity and, and all these like layered rhymes and, and have all these intricate like schemes and like it's like wait what like these w women are just as smart as us like they can they can do all of this you know what i'm saying but 
you know, I think there's a really dark side to all this too, where I personally feel like the league owners know what's happening, but they don't care. So at that point, like the biggest part of it all is like, we point the finger at the person getting the rhymes, but we never point the finger at the person writing the rhymes. And we never point the finger at the people booking people that we know have ghostwriters or we know have stolen rhymes. Like, like I I don't, that, why don't those people ever get a part of the blame? I don't get it. Like, Prez Mafia, for God's sakes, has been getting booked still, right? Like, he had a caffeine look. <laughs> Prez Mafia. And, and, and matter of fact, if Bonnie Godiva didn't no-show Math Hoffa, she would have been on caffeine. So Bonnie Godiva, somebody who has openly admitted to using rhymes and got caught, is getting a caffeine look before a bunch of other women that are cooking. J- just think about that for a minute. At that moment, who do you blame? You don't blame Bonnie no more, right? Because she's going to do what she's going to do. You don't blame the people supplying her lyrics. They're doing what they got to do. <laughs> you blame the league for saying, well, we know she got a ghostwriter, but uh, she she brings in traffic. She brings in views. She's entertaining, this and that. So they don't care. So I don't know. I, I, I do feel like there's a lot more people to be held, that needs to be held accountable. Um, entertainment and business over integrity. That just might be that just might be the case, you know what I'm saying? That just might be the case, but I don't know, man. I, I feel like in Battle Rap as a whole, nobody's ever really angry all the way. Nobody ever fully gets canceled. People that are dramatic and negative um, get more attention than people that are hardworking in this culture. Um, you know, I wish people could use the same energy to ignore the negativity in Battle Rap like they do to ignore the crucibles <laughs> like nobody ever talks about the crucibles but everybody's going to talk about x x and x and y and z making a blog about xyz you know what i'm saying so it is what it is man it is what it is let's move on so about t-rex t-rex over the weekend has some interesting funny classic comedic and interesting words, I guess I say interesting twice for for easy. I, I was I was I was laughing. Every single T Rex interview is a walking classic, but there were some things that he said that I disagreed with. Um, first and foremost, he he mentions and confirms that the easy the block captain battle is happening. Are we going to see Rex versus Easy? And he says gnome. Confirms that he will be seeing easy on gnome with we have to wait for the league to confirm it You know sometimes when you drop the announcements yourself things happen I've seen it happen plenty of times, but it looks like Rex and easy is probably in the works and um, You know he said he said uh, I'm not gonna be the old Rex. I'm not chasing the old Rex. I'm gonna be a new Rex. They've never seen before Hearing that doesn't make me feel Stable it doesn't make me feel comfortable, it doesn't make me feel confident in what I'm about to see, you know what I'm saying? Um, granted, everybody at some point peaks in their career, so you're just chasing your old performances again. That's like you spend the rest of your career trying to be like the old version of yourself, and you need to reinvent yourself, right? But I don't know, man, just looking at Rex's handful of last performances, like he just hasn't been good as entertaining as he's been, especially on the way to the face off, he hasn't been good. He hasn't been good. He he hasn't. You know, like that's just that's just something to really be honest with ourselves about. And I feel like we keep letting this nostalgia of Rex, his classic interviews, his slick talk and his face offs kind of just wallow the fact away that like, yeah, Rex hasn't really been good for a long time. Like his bad with Reed wasn't good. His bad at Rosenberg Raw wasn't good. Like I don't know, man. This is he was sitting down versus Reed. Cassie said the same thing. He's chasing Ghost. Uh, Music Master drops a bomb. I appreciate that. Thank you for the props, sir. Thank you for the props, Con Queso. But this is where it gets really funny, though. So he talks about how Aesamin lied on him because Aesamin says him and Rex are supposed to battle. Rex denies that. Rex says that was never confirmed. That was never supposed to happen. That was never supposed to be booked. And he kind of sounds off on Ace where he's and Easy where he says... Who the F goes to champion without a bag? They pay me to come here. I ain't showing up to a face-off without a bag. Um, I don't agree with this. 
I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it at all. Because, um, yeah, I get it. Maybe he's always con contracted a go-to champion when he has a battle. But you gain leverage when you start to promote a match and put it in the air. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you put a battle in the atmosphere that you want to see get booked and you want a league to pick it up, this, this, this is no different than you going back and forth on the timeline. This is no different between you two calling up a radio show and going back and forth. You're building the anticipation for a battle that hasn't been inked yet because you want to create some market value. You want to say, hey, URL, you want this battle? Hey, RBE, you want this battle? You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody's going to go pick it up. So, I, I don't agree with that, Rex. You know what I'm saying? You, you're in a different bracket. Like, you're a legend. Um, you're somebody that probably doesn't have to do those things to get a battle. These guys do. These guys have to market their ass off just to just to stay relevant. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Build the anticipation for a face-off without the battle being booked because that only creates leverage. It creates a storyline. Leagues buy battles off of storylines. If, if you guys don't know this, I'll take it behind the curtains. Leagues love when there's some kind of history, some kind of back and forth, something anticipating, something being built up. Sometimes leagues will tell rappers themselves, like, yo, go go pick on this guy or go tweet this guy. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or you tell this guy right here that he's not good anymore and you want to smoke with him. Go on interviews, go on Hip Hop is Real, go on 15 Minutes of Fame, and, and just plant the seed so that in the near future we can see if this battle manifests and we book it. You know what I'm saying? So, going to champion and doing a face-off, there's no better way to want to see a battle. I would never want to see Rosenberg Raw versus A-Ward until they were both in, in champion facing off. And now I'm like, nah, maybe I want to see it. <laughs> he said, nah, I'm still good on it. Ace and Snake Eyes took had a big, big look off of their face-off before battling. So, that's really good. Um, who's paying Rex to go to champion the league? Not Jay Black. The league covers all that. The league is the one that's paying for your promo pre and post battle and all that. Civil War is where it's at. This trash, says Music Master. He thinks too highly of himself. But let me throw it to you guys before we get out of here. Rex versus Easy to block captain. If that happens on Gnome, what do you guys think out there? How do you guys call it? Easy, easy. Easy 3-0, easy 2-1. Rex 2-1, hardcore flavor. You're not letting that New York set go. Rex 2-1, easy 30, but Rex mixtape going to hit. Ace, make sure this is a great backstory for all his battles. Very true. Easy 2-1, easy 2-1, easy 3-0, easy says Ms. Marley, easy 30 bag of work. Easy 4-0. Rex with the upset, says Bubba Kwan. Rex's outfit 0-3. Easy 30. Including the coin toss. Easy's one away from a garage. Rex gonna bring out the Miggity Max. Alright, man. Easy will lose the face off. Yeah, I, I mean, granted, it's okay to lose the face off if you win the battle. It happens. You're not gonna out talk a slick talker. Like, that's that's. That's why you book Rex for the face-off. You expect when you expect Rex to win the face-off to give you this false confidence that the next day in the battle he might have a chance when the reality is I don't think that he does. You know, there's a lot of vets right now that want easy to block captain. I'm just going to be honest. I, I think you guys have no business being in the ring with him right now. Big T, uh, you know, he said him and easy is supposed to happen at that super fight card. Think, you better thank the Lord you stood in front of Bill Collector that had a, you know, performance that was a bit filled with turbulence. Instead of easy to block, Captain, because Easy's not going to stumble, Easy's not going to choke, Easy's going to be on your head, and he has no, he has no desire to be comedic or have any relief. He's just going to straight talk to your soul. So, uh, Tuna, this ain't the match you want. I promise you. I, I promise you, this ain't the battle you want. Big T's not it. That Harlem issue ain't not going to work. Easy's barking. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. But, you know, because Rex's bar is kind of low, uh, a lot of you guys pick Rex to lose. Uh, if Rex just gives us a little flash of him seeming like himself, we're going to like it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we battled Bill Collector for, like, half of his first round. It's like, oh, this is the old Rex. And then the next two rounds, you're like, 
Yeah, no. And his Tay Rock battle was terrible. That doesn't even get talked about. It's a big battle. That's probably one of the like the least talked about Tay Rock battles ever. Tay Rock and Bad News is a better one round than Tay Rock and T Rex. Like, just say that sentence out loud to yourself and think about how crazy it sounds for a second. Mm mm. Get some water and we're gonna move on. Rex is the pioneer of that ish talking. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. All right, man. More more interesting back and forth over the weekend. Big Cannon decides to finally get active on social media. Decides to finally do some promotion. Take his brand a little serious. And decides to go on Angry Fan. This is the second report on Angry Fan. I don't usually do this. But it's a Monday morning. We haven't had any events. You know, let's just, let's just talk about it. You know, Big Cannon calls Mike P. Trash. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, did I disagree with this. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, that I disagree with this. Okay, first off, um, to Big Cannon. Let's backtrack a little bit to when Big Cannon was still a guy that was probably headlining cards, right? The last time, he's has one career headliner, and that's against Danger Zone on RB when they did the Writers Volume 1, a series that never continued afterwards. So you headline the card for a series that never continued. I want to point that out. One. After your danger zone battle, you battle DNA, a legacy battle for yourself, and you crumble. It, it, it is what it is. You f you fall under pressure, and and you didn't really have a good battle with DNA, and you lost. And that was a legacy battle for you. You've been calling out DNA for years. After that, you battled maybe three or four times, and those three or four battles combined had probably less than 50,000 views. So, like, let's take that into account that we, you're taking these battles that we probably don't really care about. And then you follow all that up with battling DNA again in a 2-1-2 against DNA and Charlie Clips. And they make you look crazy. You know what I'm saying? This is kind of like running it back with somebody on 2K. And they beat you worse the second time. Like, what are you doing here? All right, so then you leave RB and you decide, all right, let me go back to URL. You have a good performance against Homesy the God before Homesy the God was really somebody we revered to as a star. Like, in fact, you probably almost sat Homesy down. You did nothing with that with that momentum. You didn't even capitalize. You, then there goes again another small league battle, battle on Houston Barcode, rotation hip hop, Gates of the Garden, like Bayou Battle League in Jersey. Like what is happening? Like these these battles aren't doing anything for you. Then you finally get another legacy battle against Sharon, and you lose every round there, and you lose the freestyle round to him. Aren't you one of the, one of the best freestylers in the game? Like this is the other things you pride yourself on. So all the things that you prided yourself on, you you just you let other people come in and take it from you. You battle Emerson Kennedy, and we don't even recap it. Like, me doesn't, me doesn't even talk about the battle. No, he said he is trash, little Reggie. He said Mike P is terrible, verbatim. He said Mike P is terrible, all right? And, 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 yeah, sure, maybe you beat EK, but, like, at this point, EK stocks in the plummet as well. So, like, you had a battle that we kind of forgot about. And then the Chef Trez battle, which we're going to circle back to that as well, because that was his last battle before Emerson Kenny on URL. That battle was just strange. It was weird to see him get all aggressive and physical with Chef Trez. And it was just it just wasn't something I wanted to see from him. So, I think right now he's having a bit of brand identity issues where he doesn't really know what to do with his brand, doesn't know how to market it, doesn't know how to get the right matches. Like, if this is your way of fishing bait for battles, this isn't really the, the best way to go. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I might be a little critical, and I know people are very uh, harsh on Mike P, but at this point, like, we're not going to say Mike P and Big Cannon are on the same level. Mike P is way ahead of this guy. Way ahead of this guy, all right? And Big Cannon has been around. Big Cannon has been on Gnome, for God's sakes. Been on Gnome. Mike P better not let Big Cannon trick him into a battle. Ace and Jack prove if you diss someone constantly, you can get them. Big Cannon is trolling. Well, Mike P responded to Big Cannon and said, Big Cannon, you haven't done enough. Straight up. And if Mike P is a guy telling you you haven't done enough... Like I'm not saying like his his like his career is like the best career on URL, but this is Mike P saying, yeah, no, you're not at my weight yet. That is crazy. 
You came here before Mike P. What are you talking about? You've been here. You've been here longer than Mike P. You you probably battled more than Mike P too. You probably battled bigger names than Mike P in your entire career, right? And he's telling you you haven't done enough. Yeah, yeah something's something's not adding up. But Cannon, you might have to hit the drawing board. You might have to figure out how to restructure all this, get a better rollout, pick the battles that will make sense and that you can capitalize off of. How Mike P. Sun you, Big Cannon's highlight career will be Rip Hamilton. Yeah, and, that, and guess what, CJ? That was nine years ago. He's going hard for Mike P. Yo, little Reggie, take it easy, little Reggie. Take it easy. Right, that white boy's good, man. That white boy's good. Cannon's trying to get on caffeine. Cannon needs a URL restart. Um, so I, I, where Cannon's at right now, that, that little gray area in his career where you're taking battles that we don't really care about, they're not relevant, and you're not making yourself or you're not making any efforts to make yourself relevant. I blame that a little bit on URL too. Not all the way. Because URL puts these opportunities in front of like Big Cannon. That he needs to stop and say, yeah, I can't do nothing with that. Like, you have to decline Emerson Kennedy battle. Like, that's just not, like, you, and I'm not saying it in a, in a good or bad way. I'm just saying, like, you have to say, does this make sense? Is this something people want to see? Is this good for my return on URL after almost two years? Like, probably not. You know what I'm saying? So URL offers that to you, and then you accept it. So it's kind of like, all right, well, now what? You know, you in the words of Saint, I'm going to quote Saint. In the words of Saint, you are what you accept. So. Joining Dot Mob did nothing for him. That too. You know, that too. I don't know, man. When you, when you try to rehab these vets... I think you gotta take a different direction with them. I think you gotta rehab these vets with putting them in front of uh, of prime like up and coming names, so they could be like valid. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta throw a big cannon in the mix with like a like a Fonz, like before Fonz battle Av. Because if you have if you have book Fonz and Big Cannon before Fonz and Av, and Fonz would have like probably got over on him, Fonz stock would have increased, right? Fonz, you would have built Fonz profile up. Or at the very least, you're hoping for Big Cannon to be rejuvenated, Fonz be fire, and then maybe you get a, a good battle between the two of them. But I don't know. I don't like this Big Cannon and Mike P stuff going on. Um, Mike P, don't take this battle. <laughs> stay away from it. Stay away from it. Stay stay as far away from it as possible, because Mike P and Young Cannon, well, that was another battle. Anticipating, jawing back and forth, you're trash, you're black, blah, 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 blah. The battle happened, and it was a cool battle. A week later, we, we, we stopped talking about it. So, let's close the show with this, man. Let's close the show with this. Um, I want to talk about UM3. You know, it's UM3 season, man. I can't wait. You know what I'm saying? I know we talk about LTB opening up the sports books. That's going to be coming out, I think, tonight or tomorrow. We got everything ready. Uh, Jay Black says LTBR update does not want Mike P and Vic Cannon happen. I don't. I don't. Sincerely, respectfully, I, I, I'm not. I'm not invested into the match personally. You know what I'm saying? I would love for these guys to always get paid, get their money, do their thing. But you know, Mike P is a real brand conscious guy, and Vic Cannon doesn't seem to be that. So I don't. I don't. I don't see. I don't see them colliding. Salute to Jay Black, Mr. Shake My Hand. Um. I, I like Fonz and Mike P too, but Mike P doesn't want the battle. I don't. I'm not really sure what Mike P wants to do right now, but he doesn't want to battle uh, Fonz. I think Mike P prefers Geechee Gotti, which I'm not mad at at all. Like I would left, I would definitely like Geechee and, and Mike P for sure. Um, let's talk about the underdogs for Ultimate Madness Three. I got some numbers here. The four biggest underdogs in the tournament. Number one, Sirius Jones at eight percent to advance. Number two, Riggs at 10% to advance. Number three, KCJ at 16% to advance. Number four, Jack Boy Main at 21% to advance. And number five, Cortez at 23% to advance. Now, if there's anything the tournaments has taught us, right? Ultimate Man is one, Ultimate Man is two, and even the Grand Prix, is that an underdog is going to prevail. All right, like there's always going to be one underdog winning. Uh, I want to ask you guys, what's your underdog pick to win in the first round between uh, Jack Boy, Riggs, Casey, Cortez, and Sirius Jones? Who do you guys think? And then 
I want to see who you guys think is an underdog that can win. Then we're going to make a case for all the underdogs. Conqueso says, I got Riggs winning. Problem says, I got Riggs. Riggs. Casey says, Little Brown. Jack Boy. Juan says, Riggs. Riggs is beating Geechee, and I'm a Geechee fan. Riggs to one over Geechee. I, I, I see a lot of people like Riggs. Miss <laughs> Marta says, I'm not sharing my picks. All right, say less. Say less. Hold on to those. All of them names is losing in the first round. Hardcore flavor. You you, you confidently believe all five of those names will lose? Not one underdog will win? Wow. I'm impressed by that, that you really have that much confidence in all the favorites. I'm afraid to trust the favorites in this situation. Um, I still don't know the judges. I think they might get announced tonight on the URL show at 8 o'clock on Caffeine. But um, the judges play a major part into this. I'm not 100% sure yet if whoever is the judges can separate star power and fan bases and audiences from the production of the three rounds in the battle. But let's make a case for all the let's make a case for all the underdogs. Let's start with Riggs, matter of fact, because a lot of you guys like Riggs to win. Let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it all the way a buck. Geechee Gotti from his DNA battle to the swamp two on two was the longest time period of his career where he did not battle. 77 plus days, right? Almost two 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 and a half months. Two two months and some quarter, right? Two months and some change, whatever. That's the longest he went without battling. And so in that two on two, he looked very rejuvenated. In the math battle, which is then two weeks later, little stumbles, some freestyle to cover up the stumbles. You know what I'm saying? Those are things that can cost you a battle in Ultimate Madness. Like, if if math and Geechee were to be judged on Ultimate Madness, there's a chance that math could have got the, the, the vote by the judges. Maybe, because math also stumbled too. But, like, those little margin of errors can be very costly. And something, although Geechee's very consistent, he's also consistently stumbling, too. Like, stumbled against Clips, stumbled against Verb, stumbled, stumbled against Matt. Like, you can point to a lot of battles where he has, like, very small stumbles. And I can forgive the stumbles because he battles every single month. Snake Eyes, another good example. I can forgive him because he battles every single month. But now in a tournament where there's judges and cleanliness is a very major part of winning, that's a problem. It's a very fair problem. And the guy took a, a, a one-round online battle before Riggs. Um, the day after Riggs, he has a one-rounder on Gates of the Garden slash iBattle. Um, then a week later, he's battling clean paper for a one-rounder. One like, so how serious is this 100K to you? That you have three, four battles in between the season of, of the tournament. Like, I don't know. Riggs can really capitalize um, Riggs is probably all the way focused on Geechee, while Geechee has, you know, his show, um, his league, multiple battles alongside the tournament battles, you know what I'm saying, uh, his own independent ventures aside from all this, like, I think he's multitasking a lot, and it will show, and more importantly, like, because Riggs has such, such low expectations, he's gonna exceed them, he's gonna exceed them, Riggs is not bad, Riggs is good. You know what I'm saying? Riggs is a solid competitor on URL. I do feel like content for content, if Geechee's at his best and Riggs at his best, Geechee's just a better battle rapper. But because Geechee's so overwhelmed, there's a case for an upset there. All right, let's move on, man. Another upset case. KCJ versus Twerk. Uh, I'll throw it to you guys while I while I give the case for it. Why do you guys think KCJ could beat Twerk? Um, so this is another good example of being booked, overbooked. Uh, Twerk has Robin Rhymes a week after uh, KCJ, which is a little uh, is a little concerning to me as well. But I can definitely see a world where Twerk just just unbooks the battle. Like I think a lot of these bookings might be safety nets because like if you lose in the tournament, then you could just go battle somewhere and go get a bag. But you shouldn't even be thinking about a safety net right now. Like, just don't even think about it. Like, putting a safety net in your mind, like, manifesting that insurance plan just is, like, is anticipating for an exit. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. 
Uh, Twerk is extremely explosive. He has all the flips in the world for KCJ, all the performance. Um, and more importantly, you cut down the time limits. Yeah, we've seen Twerk choke and stumble, but oftentimes he's rapping over 10 minutes of content and he's writing it 48 hours before the battle. You know what I'm saying? Now he only has to write six minutes worth of content. His Jay the Nightwing round, his first round against Jay the Nightwing, where he clapped him to Tacoma. Yeah, that round that we all like. That round was six and a half minutes. That one round would be the length of how much he has to write for the entire battle. I can I can trust Twerk for six minutes, truthfully. Um, I don't know if I trust Casey at all. And plus, Casey also has Mac Myron on the same card that Twerk is battling Robin Rhymes. So again, they're both double booked, so they can cancel. The, I cancel that out for them. But I just think about who is better with the amount of time they have, who can do more, who can leave me with more. And and, and Twerk is just he's just a walking highlight reel. It, if anything, this tournament is really for him to advance, honestly. I know people will say, oh, well, he chokes a lot, but he's already prepping in two weeks. Like, two-week windows are nothing new to him. In fact, he probably uses seven days. So two weeks is more than enough time for him. You know what I'm saying? So um, Casey does have a slight chance. I actually think she's the biggest underdog, in my opinion. Um, one of the biggest next to Sirius Jones. But well, let's talk about Sirius Jones now. Does Sirius Jones have a case to beat Rum Nitty? I know everybody's going to say no, but again, this is just the hypothetical situation right here. We're going to make cases for all the underdogs. I don't believe all these cases, by the way. Don't take my cases and pick them, but I'm going to make the case, and I, and I want you guys to just be open-minded because to say nothing is possible in a tournament, you haven't learned anything. Anything is possible in these tournaments. Literally anything is possible. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Okay, he can. Sirius has a nice pen. What's a clear law supposed to do? Court cases. What can Sirius say to Nitty? Honzy, Rum can cook into Sirius. Bando, better than battle rap. Unfortunately, Sirius has a lesser chance now. All right, here he goes. The Dark Horse Sirius Jones. Here's the case for Sirius Jones. This will be the third DVD pioneer that Rum Nitty's battled in a small room. Iron Solomon, Reed Dollars, and now Sirius Jones. What's one thing all three of those guys have in common? You've taken away the ability to have to perform and control the crowd and put them in an environment where they just have to rap, right? And that's where they're most comfortable. That's why Iron Solomon had his best performance against Rum Nitty. That's why Reed Dollars had his best performance against Rum Nitty. You know what I'm saying? So just follow that trend there, right? Put Keep that into mind. Um, this is another situation where Reed, uh, where Rum Nitty is a heavy, heavy favorite. The expectations are all the way up here. People think he's going to 30 him. And more importantly, Nitty does not 30 people. Like, I love Nitty. Nitty is the greatest puncher of all time. He does not 30 people, guys. So, like, every time I see Nitty 85, 90, 95%, I, I, I'm, I'm like, uh, why? He's not bodying nobody. And when you stop to think about... Um, just a tournament setting, right? Um, Sirius Jones has more abilities than him. He he can scheme, he can write, he can angle, he can freestyle, he can rebuttal. Don't you think judges might favor a variety of qualities over somebody just punching for three rounds? That's possible. That's very, very, very possible. And more importantly, uh, Nitty doesn't angle. I wish he did because Sirius Jones has a plethora of angles available. Rum Nitty is a single father to two beautiful daughters. Who better than Rum Nitty to angle Sirius Jones about his situation? Rum Nitty has the best possible opportunity to talk to Sirius Jones' life right now. But I'm not sure if he's tuned in. I'm not sure if he'll do it. Because the track record is he doesn't do angles to begin with. So I, I'm not confident that... He would capitalize. Anybody else right now would be capitalizing off the opportunity for an angle. And more importantly, I can envision a world where Yoshi G beats drugs, Sirius Jones gets the upset over Rum Nitty, and then Yoshi G talks to Sirius Jones as a woman in regards to his his case, his his entire fucking reason why he went to jail. Like, so listen, all I'm saying is do not rule out the fact that Sirius Jones has a chance. Everybody has a chance. It's a tournament. There's no guarantees. There's no guarantees, but 
You know what I'm saying? If you made your bracket already where Rumnity won, make a second one where Rumnity loses. Just 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 in case. Just in case. Because the timeline's gonna go crazy over one battle on Saturday, and that could be the one. Can't you guys see a world where both the West Coast guys lose in the first round and everybody on the West Coast is crying? The entire timeline is full of tears. I can see that happening. <laughs> I can definitely see that happening. Okay, I mean, I'm not picking Jones again, but I just want to say, like, there's a case for every underdog. So, let's move on. Um, let's talk about Cortez and Official. Actually, no, let's talk about Jack Boy and T-Top. I'm sorry. Jack Boy and T-Top. I've seen some people out there pick Jack Boy. Let's hear a little bit. What do you guys think about Jack Boy's chances of beating T-Top? Jack Boy 2-1, Jack Boy could win, Jack Boy 30. Okay, 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 okay. I like what I see. Only if hell freezes over. Oh, man. All right, let me get right over here on my side. T-Top 2-1, easy, maybe 3-0. T-Top's chain angle is going to be crazy. That's funny, man. Alright. Alright, here's a case for Jack Boy. Um Y'all see eight mile, right? You all seen when B Rabbit at the end against Papa Doc just pretty much killed himself and Papa Doc had nothing to say. What if there's a chance that like we've seen the worst already for Jack Boy? We've seen everybody say the worst things to Jack Boy. We've seen him go through hell. We've seen him die multiple times. What if T-Top can't surpass that? T-Top now kind of has the bar of having to live up to beating Jack Boy as bad as everybody else has in the past, right? Um, Two-minute rounds doesn't give T-Top enough time to fully develop the story as opposed to Jack Boy who can be explosive, performing, go all over the place. Um, I've got to be honest, I don't see it happening because... T-Top is just too well-structured, he's too organized, he's too tactical, and, and Jack Boy is just too relentlessly wild and reckless, you know what I'm saying? But just if you think about the storyline of Jack Boy beating T-Top, possibly beating official of Cortez, and see whoever he sees in the, in the, in the semifinals to go to Gnome, it's kind of crazy because like he almost ruined his career on Gnome and would make it back to Gnome to revitalize his career. So that storyline itself is really attractive. But I have a very tough time envisioning him beating any of these guys because I don't I don't see him as a guy to be tactical. I don't see him as a guy to be to, to create a strategy. To, I see him as a guy to go in there and just just try to win with brute force, straight aggression, rhyming, on being unorthodox. Um, like, and I don't know if like the judges will follow any structure that he's bringing to the table. But there's a chance that maybe T Top doesn't hit the same. He doesn't have enough time to develop. Jack is explosive. We finally get a good Jack performance. I don't know. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? For what it's worth, man, Jack Boy's first round against John, I don't have him winning it, but it was a good round. His first round against Franchise before he choked, it was solid. So he has moments where he can be decent. You know what I'm saying? Is it enough to win a battle against T-Top? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. And to be honest, I'm actually more surprised that um, he has a higher percent than everybody else. I would think he would have a lower chance than everybody else. But people want to see Jack Boy win. It's just that simple. People want to see Jack Boy um, have this crazy storyline. Like, if Jack Boy was to beat these people to get back to Gnome, like, it's it really changes his legacy. Changes his entire career. Changes everything about him. His entire storyline has changed. So... But I don't think it's a story we're going to live to see, to be honest. When Jack Boy wins, I'll come back laughing. Jack Boy can be top. Jack Boy got a fan base I can't front. Yeah, he does, man. I'm not going to lie to you. He that, that man does. When I've seen him perform live a handful of times, he's um he's had people go crazy once he hits the stage. He gets like a whole like standing ovation. I've, I've been kind of shocked to see it, to be honest with you. Can't wait for this weekend. Yeah, me neither, man. Me neither. This weekend is going to be epic.
It's definitely going to be a special weekend. I love Ultimate Madness season. It's like a college football season. Every Saturday, judge battles, storylines, whole bunch of things going on, post-game interviews. Like, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Let's close the show with this. Cortez versus uh, official. Let's make the case for Cortez here. What can he do to be official? Let's see what you guys have to say out there. Official 30, official 2-1, no case. Rest in peace, core. Wow. I got $20 to lose, prep win the whole thing. I'll take your money for a time. I'll take your money gladly. I don't got a case for core. He needs moments after moments. No case for Cortez. How bad does your bracket get messed up if Polo is a judge? Yeah, that's things nobody's thinking about. Like everybody's ruling people out with a like like they have no chance, and we don't even know the judges yet. Like how can you do that? Like how are you gonna give these guys people like Jack Boy Jones Cortez zero chance? You don't even know the judges. <laughs> Core gotta leave Earth for three rounds. Here's here's the case for Cortez in my opinion. Um. None of his peers respect him. And it's kind of sad, honestly. Like, Cortez is somebody, like, I've watched for 12-plus years. He's won tournaments. He's had good battles. He's headline events. Canada URL. He's He was a, a gatekeeper at a time where he always beat up-and-coming names. Um, that's changed a little bit now. So, like, the Cortez hate is a real thing, though. Like, this is a guy that catches strays when he's not in the conversation. This is a guy that catches disses when he's not being talked about. And this is a guy that if you mention in any chat, you'll find some Cortez slander. You know what I'm saying? So at this point, I think there's some hunger to gain the respect of his legacy back or just the respect of his peers. And again, Ultimate Madness is the perfect place to change your image. If Cortez goes to the Final Four, people will at least put some more respect on his name. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, I don't know. I Maybe the hunger of wanting to prove people wrong would be enough. And to be honest, I don't I don't really trust official 100% against guys. Like, against disaster, eh, it's a decent battle, right? She might have she might edged it out. It was all right. Um, against Nitty, I thought she lost clearly. Against Arsenal, I thought she lost clearly. She beat Tayrock, but if Tayrock doesn't try to go viral for a round, maybe we have a different outcome. So I'm not 100% sold on official beating guys, clearly. Um, so maybe there's a small case there. Maybe there's a case. You never know. You never know. Um, I like his odds better than Riggs. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I like his odds better than, like, Jones or, like, Casey or, or, or Jack Boy. Like, I think he has a better chance than those people for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's way less impossible for him than anybody else. And every single person here, like, you got to be careful. When you find that one person that everybody's counting out, that's the person that might advance, right? That's the person that might actually get through to the tournament. Because the way people wrote off Holmesy to God, none, none, that's the guy that might actually advance. The the person that all the battle rappers are like, ah, he's he, he can't win. Yeah, that, that's the guy that might win because everybody's counting him out. Uh, Rubano is a good example. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know, man. I don't know. That one person is going to mess up everybody's bracket. It's happened. It's going to happen, Vic Victor. You know what I'm saying? Um, update, guys. Let me hold some money. I got you. We'll, get you. we'll sponsor your lunch today. Um, yo, for real, for real, man. Somebody's going to break these brackets. It's going to happen. So don't rule out the fact that nobody could do it. Somebody's going to do it. Me, personally, I'm not going to lie. I would enjoy the most if the West Coast guys get bounced out the first round. If Geechee and Rum lose the first round and the entire timeline is crying, like, that's that's just, that's a great Saturday for me. That's a great Saturday for me. <laughs> the West Coast tears would be delicious, says the update guy. <laughs> This model says it's not Thursday. All right, man. That's all we got time for for today. LTBR daily, Monday through Thursday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll be back tomorrow with CC. I know CC has a lot to talk about with the ghostwriting because a lot of the ladies' names was attached to it. You know what I'm saying? We're doing Ultimate Madness all week. We got statistics. We got tournament history coming out. 
whole bunch of everything. So be on the lookout. The sports book should be launching either tonight or tomorrow morning. You guys get to place your bets. We got parlays. You got you get to pick the winner of the entire tournament. We got it all, man. We're gonna have some real fun. Ultimate Madness seasons upon us. We appreciate all you guys as always, man. Thank you for tuning in. Um, one star agent says, "I realize what Big Goods Ledge was talking about after six months ago." Hilarious. All right, y'all. We we'll back tomorrow. Peace out.